What's going on guys? For those on YouTube that are watching the video through the little highlight clip I'm putting together of the team preview for the Lakers, or any listeners listening to any of the streaming podcasts, definitely you guys are appreciated. I'm going to give a special shout out to you guys, of course. Um, with that being said, today we're going to do a season preview of the 16-time NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers. Now, of course, we received some devastating news. Um... Marcus Cousins is torn in his ACL. It's a big loss we just had. It's a very big loss. Obviously, he's going to miss the year. It's unfortunate, but we got to keep the ball going. I originally had the whole script put together a few days ago. And at the end of the script, the main thing I said was... The only thing that can stop this team is the injury bug. Sure enough, first one bites the dust. So big, big prayers up for Boogie Cousins. I know there's a hard time dealing with the Achilles tear, ACL tear, ruptured quad. About 30, 35 years ago, one of those injuries could have just ended his career altogether, but I believe he'll bounce back and he'll be stronger than ever, definitely. Last year, he came off of a productive year, only playing 30 games, but out those 30 games, he had 10 double-doubles. And for all the analytic nerds, all you guys love deep stats, per 36 minutes, he averaged 22.8. 11 and a half, five assists, close to two steals, and over two blocks. So, really, his production dropped slightly, you know, per his usual minutes before the, the Achilles, you know, pre Achilles injury. But for the most part, I mean, that's still, you know, all NBA, you know, at worst, all star center caliber statistics. Man, um, outside of that, only thing he took a step back was his three-point percentage. Even in uh, game five, I mean, he had a productive game five, man. He had 14 points. He was showing some aggressiveness. He had that bully mentality still in him, of course. So he had six boards. He was a 6 eight shooting. And, you, you know, he really changed the momentum of that game, you could tell, just by watching it and getting the whole flow of it. But, uh, hey, like I said, now we have to kind of just scramble and see what we're going to pick up now. I think... Viable options, realistic options, obviously, is going to be Dwight Howard, Kenneth Fareed. I want to say Marcin Gortat, even though he is on the older side. Um, he's lost a lot of his juice. Uh, Marquise Chris is definitely an option. He went eighth overall, what, three years ago? He's still on the younger side. Um, he's bounced around a little bit since leaving Phoenix originally, but... Um, I still think he definitely has a lot to prove and a lot to offer as a young NBA player. He's still searching for his searching for his steady home. With that being said, oh, and one more person, my my sleeper to pick up at center, Joe Kim Noah. He had a decent year last year. He wasn't himself, obviously, but just the fact that he was able to get healthy, I know mentally that might be something for him to build on. So, let's. Continuing to dive in into the team. So, of course, outside of the boogie news, or rather prior to the boogie news, 
we added a top five player. Young barely has any of Reese's prime. None other than Anthony Davis. And in my opinion, he's the best power forward in the game by far. I'll take it a step further. As far as talent, I think he's the best power forward. Or excuse me, the most talented power forward easily. He's really a 2.0 version of Kevin Garnett, but he just has more ability. Obviously playing now, you know, the game's changed a little bit. It's more predicated on threes, but he just overall just has more dominance, you know. And yes, I did watch Tim Duncan when I was younger. I watched pretty much the prime of Tim Duncan, and I watched the prime of KG, so I can vouch for those statements. I don't want to dive too deep into him because he's it's self-explanatory. I He's one of the top five players right now. He's going to be around for a long time. He has a pretty good window over prime, so he's going to be able to create a lot of damage. Um, obviously, we did lose, you know, three young talents and, you know, three assets in terms of picks. We lost the fourth pick this year. We lost Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, who was beginning to find himself post-All-Star break before, you know, the blood clot, you know, had to sign light him. Josh Hart, who was having, I believe, arthritis in his knee. Um, I like his ability for 3 and D. Usually you play four years in college, so you know what you're getting with him. You know you're going to get someone that's going to play hard, is going to do his thing, and ultimately he's not going to mess up. He's not going to do too much. He's not going to try to take 20 shots. That's not him. Um, and, of course, they're all in friendly rookie deals. So that's the one thing that kind of, you know, it's going to suck, but it is what it is. So we got a dominant pair to go with LeBron. Obviously, we lose big Boogie. So, that would pretty much, for sure, I think, prior to injury, that would for sure put us over the, uh, that would for sure put us over the top. But moving on to the other additions, we have Danny Green, who just won his second title with the Toronto Raptors, bringing them their first title. Last season, he finished at about 45% shooting from three-point. And the reason I'm going off of three-pointer percentage and not field goal-wise is because we all know LeBron-led team, we want to see how good of a shooter you are. He's going to do the rest of the work. And now that he has another dominant guy, it's, it's really you got to hit your open shots. But with that being said, he also he still has a championship pedigree going back to his days of going against LeBron in the, the Heat-Spurs series. In the mid-2010s. He's going to bring the on-ball intensity on defense. He's not as good as a defender as he once was when he was a little younger. Obviously, you lose some type of mobility, quickness, and such. But he's still going to give effort. You know, He's not going to just be there and just get blown by. It's not going to happen. But I like the addition to him. And obviously, him getting paid that amount of money, he's going to start. So there's that. Then we have moving on to Quinn Cook. I like Quinn Cook. Undrafted. It's gritty. Comes from a good coaching background at Duke, Coach K. He's going to provide some good depth. He shot about 40% from three. So I know he can shoot. I know he's not going to just, you know, just 
start clinking shots. He didn't have a high volume of shots, so the percentage might be a, a bit skewed. However, I like what he brings, man. Being able to be on a, a championship team the last few years and just going through the ride and understanding what a team expects from you, knowing your role is the most important thing. And I think he might be able to definitely provide some of that. Obviously, it's a di different circumstances. You're getting used to a new team, new coaching staff, everything. So I think he'll be able to come in and be a pro. Definitely. Avery Bradley, we also added, and that was a one that was a bit surprising, more so because I didn't think we would end up signing him. Um, one of the ex-Celtic that's become a Laker. Um, but it's definitely a signing I'm happy about. I mean, I think he could still, if he can get back to his all-NBA level, 85, 80, 90% is what he was, that's a W, man. Because if they truly do go end up starting LeBron at point, I wouldn't mind seeing AB and and seeing Danny on the wings. It's going to be hard for other guys to score, but, you know, AB, he's still 29 years old. He's young, so he still has a lot of time left. And he's an underrated shooter at a lifetime percentage of 36% from three. So there is that. Another shooter added to the team. So I like that sign. That was an underrated sign, I think. As long as he can just stay healthy, you know, I know he's working on cutting his weight down and just getting back that form, man. That's a big thing. So look out for Avery Bradley. Hate to keep the drum going with this narrative, but we added another shooter once again. We had a Troy Daniels, who's familiar with facing off the Lakers. He's a, he's a Phoenix Sun the past two years. And lifetime, he's a 40% shooter, which I did not really pay attention to because I don't really care about the Suns. But we're not going to get too deep into that. Shout out to my boy Walter, by the way, my co-worker. I thought he was a Lakers fan this whole time. He's a Suns fan, so there is that. But back to the, back to the, back to the, the realness. We also signed Jared Dudley, another guy, likes to shoot, can't shoot. Um, to me, he's one of those guys that you might, like, play against, and you're like, man, this guy's so annoying. But if you play with him, he's like, all right, this guy's, he has some value. He's going to be able to shoot, play a little defense. He might get under a guy's opposing skin, and you never know how those things might sway, man. We saw how, you know, he pretty much called out Ben Simmons, and, Sure enough, you know, I mean, they they beat him, but they didn't just roll over, you know. They they put up a fight. So, plus he's a veteran guy and he knows his role. So I don't expect bro to come in trying to do the most. I know LeBron and AD are thrilled ultimately knowing this version of the Lakers team has shooters galore that provide excellent spacing for them. Now, of course, there are some old faces that are returning from the team that you know we saw last season. Obviously, nine ball himself, a.k.a. Mr. Rajon Rondo. I feel like if we can, you know, get to the season unscathed with any any other major injuries besides what just happened with us with Boogie, then we can get to the playoffs safe and sound. Rondo, we can get one more playoff Rondo. I feel like we can really get one playoff Rondo out of him. Just one more. I don't, it don't have to be, you know, even the whole playoff, just one series, whether it's the finals, West Finals. We can just get that vintage Rondo where he steps up his level of play and he brings a whole different level to the team. And that, of course, helps, man. Also, KCP returns to the Laker Nation. 
Shout out to Bulldogs, UGA. KCP's in an interesting role because he's been getting paid the last couple of years, obviously. So he's coming into a situation where most likely he's coming off the bench unless, you know, Danny gets hurt or AB. Um, where they just start Danny and KCP at the wings. He's been working with a profound shooter, shooting coach, lethal shooter. And I think it's going to definitely, you know, continue to take him to another level. He worked with him last year, and I remember at one point his shooting went down, and then he went back to working with Lethal, lethal Shooter, and then it's like it just skyrocketed. But, uh, yeah, man, look out for KCP. Also returning is JaVale McGee. Well, he was starting off scorching high. Yeah, I thought JaVale was on his way to all-NBA defense, whether it was second or first team. He was playing at an extremely high level. I believe up until he's got six consecutive DMPs, I think it was before Christmas. He was at 2.6 blocks, which is, man, which is, that's excellent. 2.6 blocks is excellent. Obviously, his play fell down a little bit. As, as a whole, as a team, you know, everyone knows, obviously. Things went downhill fast, so shout out to JaVale, man. Hopefully, he can bring that intensity back. Obviously, he's going to be starting now for sure. Since there's only one center on the roster, that's healthy. Um, yes, look out for Javale, man. Alex Caruso also returns to the rotation, provide more depth in the backcourt. I think Caruso he can carve out a decent role. Not, it was, I don't think it'd be more than ten minutes, but I think he can carve out a decent role. About six five, he had that crazy putback dunk. Durant was looking confused, like I didn't even know you could jump like that, but. You know, I think he can he can provide something. Training camp is definitely gonna be interesting, so watch out for Caruso, man. And last but not least, is the most important player to the puzzle, in my opinion. You know what we're gonna get from Brown. We know what we're gonna get from AD. And since Boogie just got hurt, I think this is definitely like the time for Kuzma to be like, all right, it's my time. I'm gonna step up. He has a big opportunity on his shoulders, whether he's going to be the sixth man, whether he's going to be in the starting rotation. It's going to really show how legit he is. If he can get back to his shooting ability from his rookie season, let alone take it up a notch from that level, he was shooting about 36%, I believe, his first year. I think he's going to be primed for a breakout season, man. I think this is a really bold statement. I know I'm aware of all the talent in the Western Conference in terms of all-stars, all-NBAers. I'm not saying it'll be all NBA. I doubt that. What I will say is I think depending on how good the Lakers do the first part of the year, he's going to have an opportunity to go to the All-Star game. The NBA has a tricky way of doing things. They like they like narratives. They love narratives. Excuse me. I'm not getting underplayed. They love narratives. They love teams that win, and they reward them in the All-Star. So if Lakers are doing pretty good by All-Star break and, you know, Kuzma's at 20-plus points, we're in first, second seed. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in. So, look out for Kuz, man. And plus, another guy, he is working with Lethal Shooter. I haven't gotten the chance to see his his jump shot um, so far in Team USA, but I'm going to look at that. Because, of course, they, they did get beat by the select team. Which is embarrassing. But anyways, let's focus back onto this. So... Within the draft, we did add Ricky Taylor, Horton Tucker. 
and this is a compliment when I say this, but this guy's a 2K build. He's 6'4 with a 7'1 wingspan. I still can't get over it because when I think of a long wingspan, I think of a guy that's able to switch on to other defenders. So he might have that ability to somehow carve his own role within the rotation. He does have some shot creating ability. Um, it's not elite by any by any means, but definitely I wouldn't be surprised if down the road he's a 10-year vet. He just seems like he, I mean, he he has a lot of things going for him. He's born in the year 2000, so he's really young. He's playing with, what, two future Hall of Famers? One arguably the greatest ever. One's probably going to go down top five power forward ever. You're playing with Avery Bradley, former All-NBA defense defender, excuse me. Danny Green's no slouch. He has knowledge from Pop. It's a it's a win win situation. I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll see how that that all plays out. And of course, wish I had a drum roll for this. We're going to get into the schedule. I'm going to try to go as deep as I possibly can. Just notable games, of course. Um, games that that just obviously stick out to me more so than anything. So October. Season starts October 22nd. First game is versus the Clippers. At home, but on the road. For all my Laker fans, you know we at home. You know we at home. And then we have the Jazz as an actual season home opener. I like to think worst case scenario is 0-4. Best case scenario, I think 3-1. and We're being realistic. I think they might put a lot of their energy in beating the Clippers and then we might lose that one at home versus the Jazz. I wouldn't be surprised. Or we can go 4-0, so there's that. November, uh, 15 games. November is pretty... Eh, it's a little on the softer side compared to the other months that we're going to get into. I think 12 wins is their max. Like, 12-3 and will be a max out of that. That would be a great start. If we get out to the season, what, 14-5? and five? I'd almost guarantee we're first in the West easily. We got to 14 and 5. So within the first month of November, we got OKC back to back, home and away. The AD revenge game is on Thanksgiving Eve. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that one. And then we have Golden State at home November 13th. And then, of course, we play our uh, when our rivals, the Spurs, two times. So we might end up splitting that. Or we might end up just sweeping them all together in the month of November. Who knows? But uh, I think that Golden State game at home, we're going to win that one. I think so. Uh, I know that's not going to be a load management game. We're going to win that one. No clay. It obviously, it's just Dilo and Steph and then Dre. I think we're going to win that one. And that's a dub. So we're going to move on to December. December, I think, is going to be a hard one, man. Uh, and also November 1st and then December 1st, we play the Mavs, which is kind of interesting on both first of the month. Shout out to both Thugs and Harmony, by the way. So things are going to get tight starting to December. It's going to get a little tight, man. We're going to have the Jazz, which is on the road. Excuse me, we're going to have Denver on the road and then the Jazz. Back to back. So maybe that's the first line of load management. Maybe. And then Blazers. So we're going 2-1 out of that. 
Might be a dub to me. Later in the month, we had the Bucks on the road, Denver at home, Clippers at home for Christmas, and then the Blazers away. So, like I said, man, that's, like I said, that might be a 500 type month, which I'm fine with. Got to, we got to win like maybe one, uh, one game above five hundred. One of these months, I, I rather just be December. Let all the negative media talk, spew out. That's fine. Can't be perfect, man. January is coming up. We got Pelicans Revenge on AD Part Two at home. So the young guys are returning. Lonzo, Ingram, and Hart. They're coming back to get the revenge. Then followed by our first meeting with the Rockets and Celtics of the season. Both go on the road. Then we're going to beat the, the Celtics. The Rockets might be a little tricky because we got to see how they play with their new roster. <laughs> Just all funny commercial. Uh, Brooklyn. Away game. It's going to be the first matchup with Kyrie and Braun and their, their bromance. So we'll see how that goes. Philly is a way potential. It might be a finals matchup to me. It's a potential finals matchup. That's going to be on the road. Then we got the Clippers at home and the Blazers at home to close the month out. So if we can get 10 to 9 wins, then I think that's definitely a win. So there is that. February is a short month game. Um, February, I'd say maybe six wins. It's plausible. Six wins. On the 8th and 27th, we played the Warriors. So maybe is that when Clay returns? Or he decides to return a post-All-Star break? Or he can miss the whole year and we have to worry about him. But that's a whole different story. So in the month of February, we have the Pelicans at home, Celtics at home, Kings away. I think that's going to be a sneaky one. And they're a young team, so I know they're going to be gunning. We got the Spurs at home. And then the Rockets at home on a Thursday night on TNT. Six ones. I say six. Six. Moving on to March, the post All Star break, we got the AD Revenge Game Part Three, which is away on the first. So keep your calendars open for that, Pelicans fans. Now we got another brutal stretch, man. We got Philly at home, Bucks at home, Clippers away. We have the Nets at home, Rockets at home, Nuggets at home, Jazz away, and then we have the Jazz at home. So that's I think that's easily the hardest. Yeah, and those are all consecutive games. So we got a work cut out for us, man. I think we can get to nine wins in that in that month, regardless. Because really April there's only eight games left. So I think that's when we kind of just assert ourselves. Let everyone know what what's going on. And then take care of business, man. And if you guys hear my daughter in the background, she just woke up from her nap, and I'm, I'm so happy for her. Um, she's growing up beautiful. So big shouts to, to Nugget. April, we got Kings twice, Dubs at home, and then I believe we have Phoenix to close it out. So I think five five wins is, is cool. If we win like two games, that's going to be bad. Only if we sit in everybody by then. If we're comfortable with our playoff seating and everything just goes down, then yeah, I'm not going to be pleased with that. I'm sure no one else is going to be pleased with that. So, so yeah, there's that. Uh, overall, man, even with the injury, 
I think 51 is, is realistic. 51, 52, 55, if we just get on a nice roll and we're just, we're just you know, gliding through the regular season, is the max. Um, this team is not too old, not overly young, with a good balance. And as I touched on earlier, only cause for concern is, of course, the injury book. That's the only thing that can stop us, and we already got hit. Already, but we're going to add someone. As long as LeBron AD is healthy, we're good. I've seen what these guys can do by themselves, almost, literally. So we got two dominant guys. When you have two dominant figures, you'll be fine. We have the best duel in the league. Surrounded by a surplus of veteran shooters. Should be a recipe for another championship for the purple and gold guys. This is Michael Clark. If you guys could please subscribe, comment, like, share this content. I would definitely appreciate for all the people that watch me on YouTube. Also, for the people that are streaming on their their uh, apps online with the, you know, with the podcasts and the medias and all that stuff. I definitely appreciate it, too, man. For all the people that do support me individually, I want to give this shout out to my girl, my kids, my beautiful daughters, of course, my mother. Shout out to all my boys that support me with this stuff, man, because they know it's easy to just fold under this type of things. Shout out to Mr. Smith. Shout out to Mr. B. Shout out to Mr. Mr. T. Shout out to Mr. N, Mr. Nemar. Shout out to Luis, Mr. Q. Shout out to all my coworkers I talk sports with, man. My boy Walter. Shout out to my boy Isaac. My boy Ed. My boy, the new soup, Fred. Shout out to, uh, can't forget the shout out. Shout out to Big Devontae. Shout out to B Rad, my boy Brian from the OC. So, yeah, man. I'm definitely coming with more stuff, more upcoming things. Look out for the reaction. For the YouTube people to the Team USA B-Squad game. That's where we're going to leave it at, the B-Squad game. So that's it, guys. Hope you guys have a good one. And that's all I have to say. Yeah. I think that'll work. Peace out.